0: You're better than you think. So if you're in business, why did you start your business? Hey, this is Greg McAfee and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, some of the top answers for starting a business uh, are this, number one, uh, freedom and flexibility. You know, uh, do you have that? Do you have that in your business? If you do, you are blessed. Uh, we are blessed. We're more blessed to live in America than anything else. And and a lot of times we take that for granted for sure. But if you have freedom and flexibility in your business, you are blessed. You're able to manage your time. You're, you're able to Manage, um, a lot of times as you get going in business and you've been going for a while, you're able to manage your income level much more than you could do if you worked for someone else. You're able to manage your time with family, uh, balance time with family and business. You have the freedom um, by managing your finances well to remain flexible and uh, in your outside-the-box thinking so you are better than you think you are. We also, uh, number two, we create something new. Uh, Why do you want to start your own business? I want to create something new. Uh, I worked for other companies. I don't want to be like them. I learned what not to do. I want to create something new. If you've done that and you've lasted a while, you are in the top 10 to 20% of all small businesses. So congratulations, you are better than you think. Um, this means you've learned from many of your mistakes. Some of the businesses that are no longer around, they they couldn't deal with failure, they couldn't deal with mistakes, they didn't know how to correct them, they didn't know how to you know, keep chugging along and keep making things happen, you did that's why you're still here. You've dealt with a lot of change. If you're in that 10 to 20%, you've dealt with a lot of change. You've either created change, you've adapted to change. Sometimes change is not our idea. Uh, Change is always great if it is our idea, right? But sometimes change is not our idea. I mean, things change in our industry that we have to adapt to and we have to make it work. In my world, if it's a refrigerant change or a code change, we have to adapt to those things, and we have to just keep working through it. And if you can't do that, you're not going to be around long. We, have, we also have to create how to improve serving others better. And we started a business most of us have started a business from scratch either bought a business took over a business acquired a business uh, but many of you have started a business from scratch with nothing uh, it is now a viable business it, it has a heartbeat it provides many jobs um, and it serves Many people, and a bit a small business like no other. I mean, the small business today carries America. The majority um, of our income and finances come from small business. It's an extremely large amount. I don't have the number in front of me, but if I tell you, it's something like eighty-eight percent. Um, small business carries America. So if you've done all those things and you're in that 10 to 20% group uh, in the United States, you are better than you think. And number three, people start a business for generational wealth. They want better for their family. They want better than, uh, from generation to generation, they want better. And, and I'll stop right there and tell you that I want my next generation to be better than me. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. What does better mean? We could break that down into many different ways. It doesn't necessarily mean um, having more money, but the pri- byproduct rather of being better probably will create more wealth. That, that would be a goal. Okay. So if you're considering others over yourself, you will do well generating uh, wealth for, for future generations. And if you realize there is more to life than material things, and you don't focus on keeping up with other companies, if your eyes aren't always on other companies, what they're doing, how can I do that? And all those types of things. Or if you're not trying to keep up with other people, keep up with the Joneses and have that kind of car and have that kind of house and have those kind of things and and do this and do that. If you're not doing that, you'll have more time to focus on the important things. Now, I'm not saying growing your business is not important. It's extremely important. It's the only way you're going to create generational wealth. And let me talk a little bit about general uh, gener- generational wealth. Let me talk a little bit about that here. Um, but for me, it's constant improvement in looking at what the next, the, my future self, what's my future self look like? I've talked about that many times here. Um, but what's the next 20 to 30 to 40 years look like? my generation. Uh, We were blessed this week uh, to have our first um, grandchild. And I've had Travis, my son, on the show. Him and his wife, Lucy, uh, just had their first child. And uh, beautiful, if I must say, might say rather, beautiful baby girl. Her name's Corinne Josephine McAfee and uh, she was born September 19th on Travis's birthday. So I actually had my first child on September 19th, and I had my first grandchild on September 19th, which is pretty cool. And uh, so we're floating around on cloud nine this week, uh, just being able to hold her. And uh, um, like I did with Travis, who was my first child, I. Just kind of stared at him, and I just couldn't believe he was mine. And I stare at her, and I just can't believe she's my grandchild. It's just awesome. It's an awesome thing. Um, so let me tell you, generational wealth uh, should not be handing children money, and it should not be uh, providing for them until they're um, you know out of the nest. If they and and it does mean they leave the nest, and it's not spoiling them. It's that it's not causing them to be responsible. It's not causing them to work hard and think for themselves. Um, and actually, I I love this I love this video. I've watched it several times. I show it during teaching. And uh, t- let's just watch this video real quick. I had a conversation with a
1: friend one day, and we was talking about family and life. And I asked him, "How do you see your kids' future?" And he said to me, my grandfather walked 10 miles to work every day, my father walked five. I'm driving a Cadillac. My son is in a Mercedes, he said my grandson will be in a Ferrari, but he said my great grandson will be walking again. So I asked him, I said, well, why is that? And he said to me, tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. He said to me, many will not understand, but you have to raise warriors. That's what coach instilled in me. And so many like me, the strength and courage of a warrior.
0: Okay. So you get the point. I mean, you know, it's not bad to always have a, a little bit of hard times. It's not always bad to not be comfortable. As soon as you get comfortable, that's going to lead to those easy times and easy times you see where those lead. I mean, that was right on the money. That video was right on the money. So it generational wealth could mean that you've Got life insurance for your children. You've invested in life insurance for your children, um, or you've provided them. Uh, you've provided a actually a uh, family bank, which I have are uh, indeed the idea from Robin duplicated the idea from uh, John D Rockefeller and the Rockefeller uh, family, and. Um, So you provide them away, your future generations. I'm talking future generations, not just just my grandchildren, but their children and their grandchildren. You provide a future or a, um, I'm sorry, a family bank um, that has been established for them to borrow from, not hand money to them. That's not what that's not what this is about. Um, there might be some inheritance. There might be some gifting, but th- that is not what the general generational wealth is all about. And um, it is about putting funds in, establishing a fab family bank so your future generation can borrow from for college, uh, continuing education, um, starting their own business. Uh, it, it, it'll kind of go, it, it's in a trust and it kind of goes through someone or some ones who um, make that decision. And it's typically not a family member who's making the decision if someone can borrow money from the family bank. So, but that's, a, you can look into that uh you know, do a search on uh, generational wealth and family banks, and you can look into that. There's plenty of information about that, especially the the Rockefeller side of things. I've I've just learned a lot recently from studying and reading about John D. Rockefeller, and I showed you, I think, uh, the last week or two, um, um, some of the books that I'm reading about him. Okay, so if you do all those things and uh, make things happen, and you are concerned about generational wealth and not just yourself, uh, you are better than you think. You really are. Um, And then the next one is risk and reward. What is life without taking some risks? I mean, if you own a business and you want to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, uh, you have got to realize there is risk involved. It's no, There's nothing easy about it. And, and talking about John D. Rockefeller again, he said, if you chase money, you'll never catch it. And I've heard Larry Burkett years and years ago, when he was still around, he said, if you're chasing money, you will chase it forever. If you're starting a business just to make more money, go work for someone else. Fact, go work for someone else. That is not a good reason only to start a business. Starting a business and doing all these things, typically if you do them right, the byproduct is making more money. And I also have learned and, and agree totally with, not just learned, because when I read it, I go, that's me. That's me. I am motivated, I am not motivated by just making money. Just having money does not motivate me. What motivates me, as did John D. Rockefeller, was just the next deal. Winning the next deal, winning the next sale, what's next? That's what motivates me. And yes, again, the byproduct of that is when you win, you make more money. And that's great, but it's always the next thing. It's always, what can I do next to win? That's what motivates me. And that's what motivates a lot of other entrepreneurs. Um, So uh, that's kind of the reward. Uh, So the risk and reward. Um, Today's risk relate to market and economic trends and finances and technology and new ways to serve customers faster uh, to encourage growth. Uh, You have probably mitigated uh, risk and leveraged size and stayed flexible and all those types of things. And you've researched outside of the box options. How can we serve our customers better how can we serve our team better? You've researched all these things, they're outside the box, they're not normal. And they're not what the normal um, small business does, it's different. Um, again, that's also what motivates me is just being different and just trying new things. And it's risk, everything's a risk. Uh, when you're in business and you're you're trying to grow and you're making things happen and you're wanting to be different than everyone else, everything is a risk. Some pay off well, some don't. Some win, some lose. That's that's just part of life. Um, hopefully the majority win. But from those risks and reward um, come work-life balance, growing others. These are the rewards, the risk and reward. The reward is having... Um, Work-life balance—it's a—it's a blessing. It's freedom, and it's a sense of purpose. Having a sense of purpose is a reward, and knowing what you want to do when you grow up, basically, and growing others, and and control. Uh, as you map out goals and strategies, you you gain control and you manage extremely well as you do these things. Nothing's really random about controlling a business, um, leading a business. You, uh, by doing all these things, and some of you listening have done these things, you are better than you think. Now the next one I have here is seize an opportunity. Why are you in business? Uh, I like the risk. I like the reward. Why are you in business? I like to seize an opportunity. There's an opportunity here, you know, as, um, as I started or considered starting McAfee, um, I just wanted to seize that opportunity, which was a dream. It had been a dream for quite a while in my head. I dreamt of having my own business. I sat in trade school taking classes and learning things, and I, one day I'm gonna own my own business. I'm gonna seize that opportunity. And you've studied and you've learned your market, sometimes by error, you've, you've made mistakes, but you've learned your market and you've been innovative and you've acted quickly. I've often said we can sit around a small table um, That's what I love about small businesses. We can sit around a small table. We can discuss, Um, a lot of times for me personally, I call it stare in the air. I stare in the air. Sometimes people are like, hello, I'm staring in the air. I'm thinking, it's in deep, I'm deep thought here. Um, And then I act, okay? I stare in the air and then I act. And most of the time it's quickly, fast. Um, so we can sit around a small table with four or five or a bigger table with six or eight, and we can talk about a plan. We can talk about an idea and we can, we can talk about a plan. And if we all agree, or if the majority agree, we can implement it and start it tomorrow. There, there, there's, there's no other committee we need to go through. There's no other meeting we need to have. And we're going to implement it and start it tomorrow. Here's how. Here's the plan. Here's the action plan before we end this meeting. Who's going to do this? You are good. Who's going to do this? You are good. Who's going to do this? I'll take that. That's how we do things and we make things happen. And we're seizing an opportunity here. And we have that We have that freedom in a small business that you don't have in big business. It, it could It could be years before an idea goes to market in a big business. In a small business, it can be a day. I have literally, we have done something and started it tomorrow, and I've went down and recorded new commercials for the radio, and they're running in two days, and this thing's taken off, and we're selling them. We're selling this service in three days. The guys are out selling it, and we're making it happen, and we've made hundreds of thousands of dollars from this idea in three months. So that's the benefits of small business, and that's what I love about it. But as a small business owner, you've seized the opportunity. And you haven't allowed obstacles to stop you. You haven't allowed failure to stop you. And it's acting, it's taking action fast. And you plow through, listen to this, you improvise, you survive and you thrive. I love that. Improvise, you survive and you thrive, you then thrive. You also have looked for opportunities you haven't stayed stagnant. You might, like me, stare in the air, but when ready, you look to others who've been there, done that, and you're not afraid to ask for help. So many people who fail were afraid to ask for help. They just thought they knew it all, or they were, um, they just were not humble enough to ask for help. I don't know what it is. I have no problem there whatsoever. I have zero problem. I have problems, but that's not one of mine. Uh, I have challenges, but that's not one of mine. I'll go to anyone at any time that I have confidence in and ask for help. So when the time is right, you have seized the opportunity and you are better than you think. So I hope these five things have helped you to continue to encourage you and to continue to help you keep going and plowing ahead and thinking differently. And, you know, we should all focus more on what we've accomplished so far than worrying about where we're going. Now, you know I'm all about the future and where we're going. But what does looking at what we've accomplished, it motivates us to go, man, we have come far. See, we don't look at that as often as we should. I mean, I started with $274 and in a used truck with no air conditioning, folks, okay, at a kitchen table. And now I'm here where I'm at today. And and sometimes I just need to look at that and go, wow, nothing about that was easy, but wow, I can't believe it. What does that do? That motivates me because now we're going to go from here where we're at to hear, if I can do this, I can do that. You're better than you think. We need to start thinking different. And then we need to start acting on it. You're better than you think. We should all stay focused more on that. And also, most of us are more blessed than we think. We are. We, we, you know why? We know we're blessed. I mean, you know, it's not, I'm not saying you don't know you're blessed, but we don't think about that often. In other words, we take it for granted. When you have to sit down and realize just how blessed you are and how blessed you've been. You know, God, personally, God has blessed me. He's blessed me, not just financially. He's blessed me with knowledge. He's blessed me with a know-how that I never used to have. He's blessed me with wisdom that I still need and ask for more of but he's blessed me and i'm grateful and i will i want to remain grateful and you need to remain grateful and giving because gratitude helps with here's what gratitude helps with folks gratitude helps with our emotions gratitude makes our emotions more positive it even improves our health gratitude improves our health when you're thankful you're happier you know your body knows it It improves your health and it uh, improves dealing with adversity and gratitude even builds stronger relationships. When you're thankful, you build stronger relationships. If you're not thankful and you're weaned on a pickle and you're, you know, life's tough, you're you're not going to have many friends, folks. Um, And then I said, giving, giving is very important. Giving helps change the world one person at a time. I just read a really good book someone gave me um, called Holy Moments. And holy moments, um, a lot of times holy moments are giving back. It's, it's paying for the guy behind you um, in the drive through line who beeped his horn at you. It's paying for that guy's lunch or coffee or whatever it is. You know, it's it's picking up, a, um, it's helping someone in our world as a, as a business owner, you know, it's helping someone get off um, a, another extra day when they have a baby, or it's, it's helping someone um, maybe put down a down payment on a car. I don't know what it is. It's a multiple different things, but it's a holy moment. It's giving and giving changes the world one person at a time. It breeds gratitude. Giving breeds gratitude. It's easy for me to say. Um, It takes the I out of my life. It's not all about me. Um, It makes you more important. It makes others more important. And guess what folks, giving is contagious. Real quick story. I went into uh, our favorite pizza place the other day, and to pick up the pizza because we were out and about, and I said we'll just swing in and pick it up instead of having it delivered, hoping to save some time, right? And uh, well, when I get in there, this guy was behind me. And um, anyway, when I paid my bill, um, I was like a dollar eighty short, and and the next bill I had in my wallet was a fifty or a hundred, and I just said something like this: I go, oh darn. And uh, yeah, big bad problem to have, right? Uh, I definitely had the money. I just didn't want to break a fifty or a hundred for a dollar eighty, um, or inconvenience the pizza place. This guy right next to me was who was behind me. He goes, "I got this," and I go, "What?" He goes, "I got this." He stuck his credit card in the machine, paid for my, you know, sixty-eight dollar two or three pizzas we ordered for the family, and. Uh, I was like, wow, that's a wow. Thanks, man. I go, thanks a lot. He started talking to me, blah, 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 blah. And well, little does he know that when he left, these three people came in, um, they were probably in their, uh, early thirties or so. And, um, they came in and they were going to order and they all ordered individual. So I looked at the guy behind the counter and I go, I got this. And, um, So they went to pay and the guy behind the counter said, "Um, that's Mr. McAfee, McAfee Heating and Air. He's got this. And they all looked at me and I go, hey, I'll just let you know. I said, the guy before me paid for my pizza and I'm just paying it forward and I'm paying for yours. So guess what? And they were so excited. They wanted their picture. They put it on social media. Um, You know, it it was just a cool thing. I didn't do it for that, but it's a cool thing. It's contagious. It's fun. Giving is fun. It really is. You just never know what a difference you can make in a life. I will say that. All right, folks, some good stuff. I hope it helps you. I'm going to end with one quick funny thing. I'm going to put it up on the screen there. Dr. Seuss always has some cool stuff. Five lessons in life from Dr. Seuss. As it's up on the screen, I'm going to read here. Uh, Number one, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Number two, why fit in when you were born to stand out? And number three, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction that you choose. And number four, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And lastly, number five, today I shall behave as if this is the day I will be remembered. Now that's Dr. Seuss and that's five lessons in life. And I say, let's take those and run with them because that has everything to do with you are better than you think. Okay. Well, hey, as we wrap up here, just want to say thanks for watching and, uh, If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook and at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Thanks for listening. God bless. And as always, carry on. Have a great week.